Like to get that out right at the top. One of these days, you're not going to do it. You don't think so? You're going to forget one day, and I'm going to relish it. It's like the first thing that comes to mind when I hear that tune. This is like just screaming at the top of your lungs into a microphone. Right, well, I'm, I'm happy for you. It's falsetto, bro. Not oh, right. Acapella history. Well, yeah, you have yes, you have a, 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 a acapella background, don't you? Exactly. And we are the guys behind the glass. The voice that you just heard. Is our superior here at uh, 77 WABC Radio, Matt Meany. Oh, yeah. What's up? I, I guess Dadino is MIA right now, Didino's right? Dadino's MIA. Listen, um, it's also my best Mike Dadino. I'm terrible at impressions. <laughs> exactly. But to say we're surprised would be um, a lie. Yeah. But hey, listen, uh, we miss him today. He's obviously got um, prior engagements that he needed to attend to of some sort. Isn't the one that he's, he, I think, yeah, he's he's all about the sports. He's been on me the most about the sports. Yeah, exactly. And he's the first one, actually, no, I'm sorry, I missed the, uh, no, I was here for the second episode. We rescheduled. Right, so he's the first one to miss an episode. Right. Anyway, um, so... We'll hop into our uh, subject of conversation today. I am I'm Justin Alec, um, and to my right is Luke Legrano, my partner in crime for Bernie and Sid in the morning. How to get seventy seven WABC? Um, so today we're just going to hop it right into it. The MLB lockout, right? Um, you know, we should be probably about a week, two weeks into spring training here. Um, I believe we should be a couple games deep. Uh, uh, you know, a couple days ago, I think there uh, there was supposed to be games starting to be played. Uh, a few weeks ago, you had uh, pitchers and catchers getting ready to report, um, but they failed to do so, obviously, because no CBA has been reached yet. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, we have we have a situation here where um, they've now come up with a deadline, and if they don't, if they can't come to an agreement by Monday, they're going to have to start canceling regular season games. Um, they're having daily face-to-face meetings currently right now in Jupiter, Florida, but obviously those aren't coming to any sort of uh, a conclusion. And, you know, according to stupid health and safety protocols, you need a minimum of four weeks in spring training before you can actually play a regular season game. And honestly, that's probably – it makes sense just because we saw the uh, the toll it took on NFL players this year. We you know, Everyone talks about how we really don't need that much preseason. Sure. How many injuries did we have this year? I, I, Everyone's body wasn't ready to go. I, I guess. I guess you can make that argument, but it's baseball, bro. You're not taking, like, you know... Baseball, you're playing 162 games. Just. Yeah, but... You're playing it, more than but anyone. It, but it's still baseball. Like, you, you, you can go out there and... and it's less and taxing can, on the body. Exactly. You're right. You're you standing around half of the time. Exactly. You can be yeah, all right. putzing around. Kind of like what you do during the show every day. There what? you go. Exactly. So it translates well. Justin, you were a baseball player, right? <laughs> I was. And I was actually an outfielder, and I can attest to that. Yeah, it's just standing half the time, around. you're just standing there. Because yeah. <laughs> you always see the kid out there playing in the dirt, yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, no. They, it clearly it is very different than football in this sense that you're right. Yeah, not much going on a lot of the time. But right. with with the current uh, CBA lockout, we we do know that you're not even allowed to talk to your team doctors uh, about coming up with uh, PT plans or rehabbing any injuries or, or coming up with exercises. You're not allowed to communicate with them in any sort of facet. Right. It's a massive fine if you do that. I think the uh, scenario that I used early on in the, in the lockout process was that if say a Yankee wanted to get married. And had a wedding scheduled. Aaron Boone wouldn't be able to go. To He's the not wedding. allowed. He's not allowed to go to the wedding. 
Uh, or actually, no, Aaron Boone, I think, would be allowed to go to the wedding. No, nope. Brian Cashman, who wouldn't be allowed to go. Well, to the well I think, honestly, I think it's both. Just really? They're, they're both affiliated with the team. See, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's the players versus. I'm actually, this is interesting. I'm reading a book right now called Lord of the Realms, and it's all about. Um, the original uh, owners of baseball teams, um, you know, they didn't, you know, baseball players represented themselves. And at the time, they they just showed up and got paid what they wanted to get paid. And uh, Marvin Miller was influential in, you know, the the putting together the players organization. And it's very, very, very interesting how their relationship between the owners and the players uh, do it still happen today. Because the reason why I think we're in this lockout is because... The owners don't want to pay what the players are asking. Right. And um, that is a big sticking point that you have owners not wanting to pay the players what they want. And that's their product. It's very interesting. Well, honestly, uh, you know, I think it, it might be better off that way, just having the players go out individually and, and represent themselves in these situations. Because once you um, generalize everything and put everything into one kind of bowl, um, it, it tends to get, uh, for lack of a better term, turns into a little bit of a clusterfuck. It, it sure does. And honestly, I think the, the MLBPA is one of the stronger players' unions in the league. But right. let, let's kind of get into what the players want, what we're fighting over right now. So right now, we're looking at uh, trying to raise the bonus pool for pre-arbitration players. Uh, the MLB is now offering uh, $20 million for the top 30 players after offering uh, 15 initially. The MLBPA is seeking $115 million for a bonus pool to be split amongst the top 150 players. The draft lottery system they're looking to implement. The MLB is now uh, up to up to offering four picks to be uh, in the draft lottery system after the original offer of three. The MLB is now down to seven after wanting eight. Luxury tax. The MLB uh, has offered to have a small raise with harsher penalties. The MLBPA wants the number to increase to $245 million of a payroll instead of 210 no extra penalties. And they're also looking to increase the minimum salary for a player uh, with a little bit of increase in the second and third year. Exactly. So, you know, that, that last part, um, you know, the luxury tax does have to do with basically baseball's version of, you know, a salary cap, um, which is, you know, it's kind of the biggest bone on each side, you know, that, that, that they want to pick at. Um, obviously, I mean, the tax acts as, as the league salary cap. It, it, uh, teams pay increasing penalties for exceeding the CBT threshold and eventually forfeit draft picks and international free agent cap space as penalties. Uh, the owners would like the CBT thresholds to remain flat and the penalties to increase. Their reported offer as of Thursday started with penalties commencing at $214 million of payroll and almost non-existent increases. Honestly, I mean, I, that, that's ridiculous. The, this is a ridiculous scenario that we're living in because I, I went back and looked because I remember seeing this last year during baseball. It just kind of piqued my interest. The owner of all 30 teams with the lowest net worth is Robert Castellini of the Cincinnati Reds. He's only worth about $400 million, which me, a 24-year-old, saying that number is more than enough for someone like me. The Reds were right below the league average salary cap last year. They were about $7 million short, $126 million payroll. You can pay your players. Right. It's not hard. It's not. If this guy can make it work and we've got billion-dollar owners not forking up the cash to pay their players, then we know they're going to bring in the revenue. Suck it up. Compete yeah. and play baseball. Try and win games. Well, and that's another point, too, right? Stop pun stop punishing the teams that are actually going out there and trying to win. I mean, obviously, you have this tanking culture in sports, less so in baseball, but... You know, because of the length, I'd argue the still length. in baseball, Justin. Yeah, well, still, but less so in baseball than in other sports, I would argue, than, you know, basketball, maybe even football. Um, but, you know, because of the length of a season, you have so much time to kind of rebuild, you know, a roster and, and maybe try and come back and make a run. But 
But, you know, so do away with punishing the teams that are actually trying to win. And that, that to me, means why why are we punishing guys in the draft? Why are we punishing guys in international cap, with international cap penalties when they're just going out there and they're trying to make their team better, especially especially if the team can pay these guys? Absolutely. And honestly, I went back and looked at it because I, I am for the draft lottery system in baseball. How many more years can we see the Detroit Tigers, the Baltimore right. Orioles? How many more, the Pittsburgh Pirates, how many more years can we see these teams at the bottom? Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. Tampa, and so, Matt, you bring up a, gr- a great point here. I went back and looked. Three teams that have had back-to-back first overall picks in the last 20 years. Yeah. The Tampa Bay Rays, uh-huh. the Washington Nationals, and the Houston Astros. All three teams very recently made the World Series. Yeah. There's a there's clearly a formula. There, tank, go get your good players in the draft, build around them, make the make the World Series and win something. 100%. So, you know, uh, and I think that's just kind of um the pride of the owners of the commissioner commissioner's office, but more specifically this commissioner because we we're seeing all these issues kind of come come to, you know, the cream rises to the top. We're seeing these issues um show face here under Manfred's tenor. Uh, you know, Bud Selig never had these issues for the most part. I mean, I know you had the lockout in 94, 95, but was he even commissioner back then? I don't think so. Selig, I don't believe so. I could right. be wrong, but I don't think so. You guys so. are dating yourself. I do, I, be- I, do, I do believe he was the was commissioner, he? yes. and But he did have, you know, I mean, Selig, <laughs> you bring up Selig with the steroids yep. and everything. You right. know, he wasn't... Uh, and also the All Star Game, remember that making it not making it count, making it count now. You know that right. he, he implemented that that the World Series will be decided by the All Star Game, whether it's home field advantage. I is loved terrible. that, by the way. I liked it in early on, but I think winning percentage has to play a stronger oh, it, role. It, it and that's kind of what killed it, right? Is that right. the AL kept winning in? But I loved the idea of making the All Star Game mean something. Right. So let's move on here to another issue, which is salary minimums. Um, everybody agrees the five hundred and seventy thousand dollar minimum must move upward and in every cba it has so judging by that pattern you know i would think they would have to come to some sort of agreement on how much it's going to increase not if um the owners proposed modest increases starting with a bump to six hundred and thirty thousand in 2022 and the players would like it to go to seven hundred and fifty thousand um so and then over the course of this CBA, by the end of it, they would actually like it to end up at eight hundred and ninety-five thousand. This, to me, is easy. Just find a spot in the fucking middle and call it a day. It shouldn't be hard. And quite frankly, I can't believe that baseball players are making this little money because in hockey, I, you guys know I love hockey. Hockey right. is one of the most criminally underpaid sports in the Big Four. Yeah. You look at the top paid players of every sport. Connor McDavid just signed a a hundred million dollar contract over ten years. He's barely making anything compared to guys like Trout, Westbrook. Uh, LeBron James, just looking across the other sports, hockey players make nothing, and they're still making more than baseball rookies. This is going to be the first year Pete Alonzo is making more than $700,000. Yeah, The guy's been a stud for the Mets ever since he's come up. He's been my favorite player to watch all three years that he's been in the league. He's being paid dirt. And people make the argument that, you know, well, uh, why would you say that? Like, Mike Trout is making, uh, what, north of $400 million. Max Scherz is a pitcher who only plays every five days. He's making north of $300 million. But that's literally, like, if if it is even 2% of the league that makes that kind of money. And then you, you have the other 98% of the players in the league that make chump change. And that's why they want to expand the bonus pool at that point. That's right. why they wanted to reach more than the top 30 players. Uh, I will say, uh, back on the thought of the luxury tax, I get it, not wanting to increase it. We look at the big market teams. We look at the Dodgers. Look at the Mets this year. Spending exorbitant amount of money. And ideally, 
to crush everyone around them just because they have so much star power. And I always think back to that 2015 year when the Mets lost to the Royals. They had to sell everyone. Perez gone, Escobar gone, uh, Zobris gone. They just couldn't afford it. They had their one year, they had their 15 minutes of fame, and then they're done, and now they're towards the bottom of the league again. Well, so, since Perez, Perez is gone. Well, sorry, Perez is the, <laughs> the, probably the one person I shouldn't have mentioned. Exactly. Um, no, but I, I, I get it in the sense that Smaller market teams can compete. We saw the Rays compete, right? Yeah. They had such a small payroll, and they were able to make the World Series, but they never stood a chance against the Nationals. No, but they and they had to wait a while. That's the thing. That's the difference between the Rays and say, you know, the the Yankees um, or the Mets in 2015. It's like the Rays are great now, but they had to, you know, like you said, they had to wait a while. They had to build up draft picks, build up a strong farm system, and now you're starting to see that process sort of take hold here, uh, you know, around the league a lot more. I mean, the Yankees one team that are really starting to focus more on their on their farm squad and bringing you know kind of raising these guys through the system but um you know i don't want to i don't want to spend too much time on that but yeah you're right i mean it, it does make sense i mean you, you just you need more you need more of a widespread uh consistency in terms of the way that these teams can go out and 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 build up these rosters i mean it, it listen it's i don't want it to be like the nba where you can go out and just pair three of the best players in the world together but uh, you know, you should. Every team should be able to go out and have a shot at at the top free agent. Absolutely, Matt. Let, Matt, let's ask you. So, if we don't have uh, a deal by Monday, we're going to start losing games from the regular season. Now, 162 games is a lot. How far can we go before you start losing interest in the MLB season? I'd say May. I'll hang around a little bit. I'll hang around March. I'll hang around April. Mm-hmm. It'll get interesting, but if it's not done by May, you could see me later. And plus, May. What starts in May? What starts in May? Nothing starts in May. You got Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. You so sure do. <laughs> I say May, but I'm, I that, really... That, that's I re- just when basketball and hockey ends. games start to matter. Right? Yeah, no, yeah they, that's right. So, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't care by May if it's, you know... But then they get the whole summer, really nothing, you know? Uh, what do you got? You got football training camp at the end of August, and right. that's really it. So let's just, uh, for the sake of everybody, every sports fan out there, hopefully uh, they get this if fucking thing done. If you want to channel your inner Dino, you could say that you know, training camps are starting up and football takes precedent over everything. So what? Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, all right, yeah, sure. Okay, Dino. <laughs> <laughs> but to your point, Luke, right, even if there is a shortened season, one of the major issues that they, and this was the last one we'll hit, the, you know, is an expanded playoffs. So if you're going to shorten the regular season, that goes out the window. In two seconds, yeah, I, I, I have a hard time saying I, I like truly enjoyed a larger NFL playoffs. Like, I guess it was nice. I, and even th- when did they add the extra wild card in the MLB? No later than twenty four. No earlier than twenty fourteen. No, right? no. And now they have that play in game, right? Yeah. So why do you need more? I don't need more, like more playoff baseball. This isn't like a participation trophy. I'm going to sound old and crotchety here, but I know like baseball is like the one sport that really cares about tradition. And I guess like you want to try and make it small, make make the games matter. The games feel like they matter in the playoffs for, for baseball. So I guess try and, and maintain that. I really hate giving that opinion because it makes me feel like I'm 80 and I, I talk about when the fields were made of dirt and yeah. men were men. But uh, no, I think I think this is kind of the one sport where keep it small because it works and we know it works. Right. And then deal with it in the next CBA. You're going to have the same problem in, you know... Th- Whatever you come to an agreement on, it's not gonna it's not gonna be a a ten year uh, agreement. You know, this is gonna be a temporary CBA that maybe goes for two or three seasons, if that. So you revisit it in a couple of years. Nobody's ready for an expanded playoffs in the MLB. Give it some time. Let this new, uh, relatively new um, 
playoff size that you implemented no more than you know six or seven years ago. Let that kind of take its toll. Let that kind of build some momentum, and then you can revisit this. But I, you know, to to get hung up on on adding two more teams, you know, go from 12 to 14. So to get hung up on two extra playoff teams right now is, is ridiculous. I don't think that's what's holding them back. That's probably one of the areas where they've already come to an agreement. But either way, that's yeah. like half the league too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. That, and, that, and that's a common like argument against hockey, right? Hockey for the longest time had 30 teams in a 16 team playoff. Right. You can be in the lower half of the league and still make the make the postseason. Yeah, that's I believe the the the, the Los Angeles Kings it, that, won uh, from an eight seed. I try not to think about that memory map, but thank you for <laughs> no. Making that wasn't me that wasn't the same year, was, was it? The, that, they did it two years prior with the Devils. Yes. Okay. All right. Because I'm a Rangers fan. Also, I know we got to wrap up, but it's uh, DH both leagues now, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. I don't mind it. I really oh, don't mind I it. I hate it. I really, really hate it. The Mets were the one team that had f- pit- pitchers who could rake like it was no one's business, I and guess, now it means right. nothing. Now we got to have Robinson Cano up at the plate. That's I don't fine. want that. You got an aging Robbie Cano. Yeah. Thank God. Don't right? you know Robbie Cano? Oh Jesus. Damn. All right, well, uh, that does it for us this week. Guys behind the glass, uh, TikTok, MLB, Rob Manfred, you gotta, you got to figure your shit out or you're going to be out of town in no time. Yeah, please figure that out. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure having you. And big shoes to fill. I hopefully filled them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll see you all next week for another episode. Episode 5, I believe. Guys behind the glass. God bless. Oh, Jesus. Jesus.